Hey, this is Ryan Miller. I'm the lead pastor of Local City Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk encourages you, inspires you, and reminds you that there is always hope. That this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Well, I'm excited about today because Blockbuster Sundays really are a reminder that it's okay to have fun in church, that it's okay to laugh and have a good time. Listen, we honor and we revere and we respect the Word of God and what God's house is all about. But there's a time where we can take some time throughout the year and enjoy just the spiritual truths of God, the spiritual truths of what God has encouraged us with. The whole theme of these talks is finding spiritual truths in stories that we love. And I got to tell you, when I saw this movie earlier this year, there are a few many movies that I go to see in the theater and immediately I'm like, let's run it back. I want to watch that again. But that one was, because I believe it has some beautiful themes about what we're going to talk about today, but also of fatherhood, of thankfulness, of pride in where we live, all of the above. I believe that's really important for us. But today, the concept that we're going to be unpacking is this. If you want to get your notes out, it's getting past your past, getting past your past. As you're getting your notes out, come on, let's get some crowd participation here. How many of you would say you've got some things in your past that were a little difficult on you, that were hard to get through? Some mistakes that you made, some failures, some problems. We've all got a past. It all took us years to get to where we're at. We've walked through things. We've done, through th- we've done things maybe we're not proud of. We've had things done to us, or we've walked through different situations. But the truth is, we're here. You're still here. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them, hey, you're still here. You're still here. So uh, that's good and mean it. Now turn to the person you ignored the first time and tell them, so that means God God has something for you. You're still here, and that means God has something for you. And one of the biggest tools the enemy uses is our past, to constantly remind us of those mistakes or doubts or issues, where we've come from, what was said about us. And we, each week, we've been unpacking a specific kind of short book of the Bible. Last week, we talked about Galatians, about how God, how, how God has created us to be free in his son, Jesus. And if you didn't know how that translates to the Mighty Ducks, go listen to the podcast and you'll see. But also today, we're going to be unpacking the book of Philippians. And Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament, a guy who was radically changed by Jesus. And let me show you what he says in Philippians chapter 3. We'll throw it up on the screen. He says this. I don't mean to say that I already have achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Going to church, following Jesus is not about perfection. Can I get a good amen if you believe that today? But I press on to possess that perfection for which Jesus Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. My encouragement for you today and really the whole theme of where we're going is to get past your past so you can continue to press on. So you can keep moving, so you can forget what's behind and look to what's ahead. Write this down for me this morning. To live the life God has for you today, you have to heal from the pain of your yesterday. To live the life God has for you today, You have to heal from the pain of your yesterday. We're going to unpack these truths from Top Gun Maverick today. Let me give you some context. Follows a guy by the name of Maverick. That's his call sign. 
and he is dealing with some mistakes from the past, which his past is the original movie, <laughs> but there's stories and significant things in there that I think that we can relate to that will encourage us. So let's get it started today by watching our first clip from Top Gun Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Your reputation precedes you. Thank you, sir. Wasn't a compliment. I'm Admiral Bo Simpson. I'm the air boss. Leave me to Admiral Bates. Well, I'm, sir. Must admit, I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. You two have something in common. Cyclone here was first in his class back in 88. Actually, sir, I finished second. Just want to manage expectations. The target is an unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant built in violation of a multilateral NATO treaty. The uranium produced there represents a direct threat to our allies in the region. The Pentagon has tasked us with assembling a strike team and taking it out before it becomes fully operational. The plant sits in an underground bunker at the end of this valley. Said valley is GPS jammed and defended by an extensive surface-to-air missile array, serving a limited number of fifth-generation fighters, which in turn are backed up by a plentiful reserve of surplus aircraft, even a few old F-14s. Seems like we're not the only ones holding on to old relics. What's your read, Captain? Well, sir, uh, normally this would be a cakewalk for the F-35 stealth, but GPS jamming negates that. Uh, surface air threat necessitates a low-level laser-guided strike, tailor-made for the F-18, I figure. Two precision bombs, minimum, makes it four aircraft, flying in pairs. Hell of a steep climb out of there, exposing you to all the surface-to-air missiles. Or you survive that, it's a dogfight all the way home. All requirements for what you have real-world experience. Not the same mission, sir. No. No, someone's not coming back from this. Can it be done or not? How soon before the plant becomes operational? Three weeks, maybe less. Well, it's been a while since I've flown an F-18, and I'm not sure who I trust to fly the other three, but I'll find a way to make it work. I think you misunderstand, Captain. Sir? We don't want you to fly it. We want you to teach it. Teach, sir? We recall 12 Top Gun graduates from their squadrons. We want you to narrow that pool down to six. They'll fly the mission. Is there a problem, Captain? You know there is, sir. Yeah. Bradley Bradshaw, AKA Rooster. I understand he used to fly with his old man. What was his call sign? Goose, sir. Tragic what happened. Captain Mitchell was cleared of any wrongdoing. Goose's death was an accident. Is that how you see it, Captain? Is that how Goose's son sees it? With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. You were a Top Gun instructor before. That was almost 30 years ago. I lasted two months. It's not where I belong. 
Well, then let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. In fact, you aren't even on a list. You were here at the request of Admiral Kazansky. Now, Iceman happens to be a man I deeply admire, and he seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. You don't have to take this job, but let me be clear. This will be your last post, Captain. You fly for Top Gun, or you don't fly for the Navy ever again. So what we see here is we see this character of Captain Pete Mitchell, Maverick, walking into what he thinks is going to be kind of a curtain call for how his talent and his abilities have brought him to this place, where they're calling him back because he's a great pilot, because he's one of the best of the best. But what he's immediately faced with is that they don't want him to do anything flying at all. They want him to teach people, which is not what he really feels like he wants to do. And not only is he walking into disappointment of that, but there is this shadow looming in the situation of his past, his failures, things that he blames himself for. You have anything in your past that you blame yourself for that has led to maybe some darkness in your life or some difficult things? See, again, the encouragement is not only from this clip that we saw, but also from the Apostle Paul is to forget what's behind and look forward. The reason Maverick's brought into this whole situation is because he has a special set of skills for this specific mission. And I think one of the things our past will do is forget us, uh, make us forget what our specific main mission is. Let me remind you today, if you'll write this down, that our mission is to bring people who feel, who feel lost and far from God into a hope-filled and life-giving relationship with Jesus. If you ever feel depressed or saddened or you feel unfulfilled, start living out this mission and see what happens. If you start to reach out to someone who feels lost, when you have the truth, when you have the good news of Jesus, if you start bringing the hope that has a name and that name is Jesus to someone, it's amazing how fulfilled you feel. It's amazing how encouraged you feel. It's amazing how I may be having a very difficult day or the enemy may just be playing some mind games with me, but it's in that moment where I choose to push all those things away and see someone who's lost or see someone who's hurting and just encourage them or help them or pray for them. It's amazing how that stuff is turned on its head and gone in an instant because I remember the mission that's important to me. The mission is important, and when you get lost, you begin to feel like you're not doing what you were created to do. See, God is really, really thinks this stuff is important. It's why through the prophet Isaiah, he tells us about the new thing that he's doing. Look at this verse up on the screen from the book of Isaiah chapter 43. But forget all that. Hey, listen, whatever you got in your mind right now, when I talk about your past and that thing that pops up right away, whether it's your home life or relational issues or spiritual issues or doubt or fear, mental health, whatever it may be, forget all that. Because it's nothing to compared to what God wants to do in your life today and tomorrow and the next day. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. But again, we have an enemy, as we've talked about numerous times. And God is more powerful. The enemy does not hold a candle to our God. But we are at war with some of these things. We, are, we do go to battle every day. And you'll, as you'll see in this next clip, there's the constant reminder of that failure, of that blame that we place on ourselves. 
morning. The F-18 NATOMS contains everything they want you to know about your aircraft. I'm assuming you know the book inside and out. So does your enemy. And we're off. But what the enemy doesn't know is your limits. I intend to find them. Test them. Push beyond. Today we'll start with what you only think you know. You show me what you're made of. Rooster. Bradley. Lieutenant Bradshaw. Yes, sir. Let's not do it like this. You gonna wash me out? That'll be up to you, not me. Am I dismissed? So what's going on here is, again, these reminders. If you, if you caught the story, what happened is, in the history of Maverick's flight career, his co-pilot, Goose, died in a tragic accident, and that is this character Rooster's father. And they both carry the weight of blame. One, Maverick believes it was his fault, and two, the son Rooster believes that everything that in his life has come from this pain that happened in this accident. So they're both being limited by their past. They're both being limited by hurts and fears of what happens if they open up about those things. And they're not walking in freedom. I love that line where he says, you're not even, you're only, you don't even know what you're capable of. You're limited by the limits that you've placed on yourself. Write this down for me. The, the reason why getting past our past is so important is because when we truly heal from our past, we walk in freedom in our present. I want one thing for you, and that's freedom. I, I want you to have a meaningful, powerful, hope-filled, life-giving relationship with Jesus. But I don't want you to walk into that thinking you have to do all this stuff and thinking that just puts more limits on your life. No, Jesus gave his life for you so that you could be forgiven and set free, so that you could do more than you ever thought possible with your life because you have the very breath of God living and moving through you. I love what Savannah, one of our worship leaders, prayed, that if you don't know who the Holy Spirit is, you got to welcome him into your life because he is the breath of fresh air, that breath of fresh wind that gives you strength and encouragement that will keep you getting up and going when you feel like giving in, that will help you break through your limits that have been placed on you by past hurts and labels and will remind you, the son and daughter that you were created to be, to truly walk in not only healing, but freedom. Forget what's behind, and again, as Paul says in Philippians 3.13, look to what lies ahead. I can waste so much of my life looking what's behind me, but I can get a lot out of my life looking what's ahead. You see this every day. When you leave today, you will experience this. When you get in your car, you have two things that you can see in your peripheral. You have your rearview mirror and your windshield. That's not even in your peripheral. It's right in front of you. Which one is bigger? That's the way you live your life. We don't have a giant rearview mirror that tells us all the things that we passed, all the mistakes that we made, all the people... Not in this church. People that we cut off or maybe, you know, overtook. We have the big windshield that shows us where we're going. We live our life the exact opposite. 
We have this little window of what's where, what lies ahead and where we're going. We have this big rearview mirror of all the mistakes and failures and hurts and darkness that, we've, that we're walking through. In your faith, would you just say, would you pray every morning, God, help me look out the windshield today, not the rearview mirror. Here's the practical number one. I'll give you three practicals today. Number one is it's, as we're going to see in just a second, it's time to let go. I don't know what you're holding on to, but I know you don't have to carry it anymore. I don't know what people have said about you or what people have done to you, but I know you don't have to carry it anymore. It's time to let go. It's time to realize that holding on to it like this, you can't do anything about it. But it's when you truly let go and trust that God is who he says he is that you'll find the freedom that you're looking for. Let's watch probably my favorite clip from the movie. Admiral? That's my wingman. Please, don't worry about me. What can I do for you? Rooster's still angry with me about what I did. I thought eventually he would understand why. I hoped he'd forgive me. The mission is less than three weeks away. The kid's not ready. He doesn't want what I have to give. Nice. Please, don't ask me to send someone else to die. Please, don't. Don't ask me to send him. Send me.
If I send him on this mission, he might never come home. And if I don't send him, he'll never forgive me. Either way, I could lose him forever. I love, I love that scene, number one, because it speaks to things that, if you know the story at all, it speaks to how important it is to just forget and get over your past with other people because they can be your best ally in your life. And what I love about what happens in these moments together and in this conversation is our next point, is that when you confess and that understand that healing starts with confessing and that will lead to a release, you will find freedom. Sometimes we get so nervous to just confess that, yeah, what I'm dealing with is hard. I have made mistakes. But it's when you get it out into the light and out into the open, you can finally release it. It's when you can finally let go. It's when you can finally say, God, it's always been you and you have been here through it all. What does Paul say about it? Let's build on this. In Philippians 3, starting in verse 7, it says, I once thought all these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. For his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. Honestly, I think one of the moments I resonate the most with in that clip is when Maverick says, I know it's time to let go, but I just don't know how. Anyone relate to that? I know it's time to let go. I just said, well, let me just give you a I'm going to use a candy bar to illustrate this for you, right? It's very profound, okay? So maybe you've seen this example before. It happens a lot with little kids. They want what's in the jar. I put a Snickers bar in here. Great commercials. You're not you when you're hungry. How many know that to be true about your life, right? Some of you like, it's getting on lunchtime, man. Let's go. Uh, you're not you when you're hungry, right? The other tagline for Snickers is satisfied, right? Like we want to find satisfaction in our life. We want to find fulfillment, the problem is we reach into the jar of life and try to grab hold of it, and we grasp, we grasp so tightly to it, and we grasp so tightly because of our past hurts and past failures that when we try to take out the fulfillment and satisfaction, we can't get it out. And we get so frustrated. We take so much ownership and pride. We're like, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to get past this. I'm going to figure it out. And what happens is the more you try and pull, the more it breaks the more your fulfillment breaks, the more my hand is going to break and hurt, the more pain I cause myself. 
The more when I walk around in front of people, they're like, hey, are you all right, man? You got some stuff going on down there. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. It's just, you know, just trying to let go. Well, they're like, they're like, let go. No, 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 I got it, man. I'm in control. But here's the thing. Letting go really means letting go. Because what the world and culture would tell you is like, yes, you've been hurt, so carry it forever. And be proud about it. Let it be a part of your story. I mean, yes, it is part of our story, but it doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be the title. And I want you to know, how do you do, how do, you do this? How do you let go? Well, it's just adding a few words. It's practical, number two. It's time to let go and trust that when I take everything that I am, my satisfaction and my fulfillment, and I let God be God and just place it at the feet of Jesus, I'm free. I'm not stuck anymore. I can put a lid on that forever and say, you know what, Jesus, everything that I have is yours. Not only am I not me when I'm hungry, I'm not me when I'm anxious, I'm not me when I'm depressed, I'm not me when I'm tired, I'm not me when I'm sad, I'm not me when I'm successful because I've done it all on my own. I'm not me when I'm anything else except for focused on Jesus and surrendered to his will for my life. It's time to let go and let God. I used to say it this way. It's time to let go and let God be God because I'm not. And when you do that, It's amazing what you can do and the impact you can have in someone's life. Check this out. Captain Mitchell is no longer your instructor. Time to target is now four minutes. You'll be entering the valley level at reduced speed, not to exceed 420 knots. Sir, won't we be given their planes time to intercept? Well, Lieutenant, you have a fighting chance against enemy aircraft. What are the odds of surviving a head-on collision with a mountain? You'll be attacking the target from a higher altitude level with the north wall. It's gonna be a little harder to keep your laser on target, but you will avoid the high G climb out. Have you seen ducks for enemy missiles? Maverick to range control. Entering point alpha. Confirm green range. Uh, Maverick, range control. Uh, green range is confirmed. I don't see an event scheduled for you, sir. Well, I'm going anyway. Nice. Setting time to target, two minutes, 15 seconds. 2.15, that's impossible. File attack point. Maverick's inbound.
You have put me in a difficult position, Captain. On the one hand, you have demonstrated that this mission can be flown, perhaps the only way it can be survived. On the other hand, you did it by stealing a multi-million dollar military aircraft and flying it in such a manner that it may never be airworthy again. Iceman is no longer here to protect you. I have everything I need to have you court-martialed and dishonorably discharged. So what do I do? Risk the lives of my pilots and perhaps the success of this mission. Or risk my career by appointing you team leader. Sir, I think the Admiral's asking a rhetorical question, Captain. <laughs> so what you see here is all this movie long, the people that Maverick is training are taught this mission's impossible. You will not be able to succeed. And even if you accomplish the mission by hitting the target, you will die on the way out. And I love this line that Maverick says over and over again. They just have to see that it can be done. People in our life just have to see that it can be done. That this life can be lived free. That this life can be lived in complete and total surrender to Jesus and things work out. It's time to let go and let God. And what you see in this story is that when we do that, when we get freed from the past, it allows us to be the example in the future. When you walk out of these doors on Sunday's local city, you are called to be the example of what life is like living surrender to Jesus and trusting him. We don't react to things like everyone else. We don't give in to other things and lean into what culture is saying is right and true. We trust God, and we trust what God's word says, that I'm gonna forget what's in the past and look to what lies ahead. I am going to choose to do whatever it takes to continue to press on to the things that Jesus has for me. I love it. They just had to see that it could be done. They had to be the example because when someone sits on the sidelines and see, wait, it's possible, it's amazing how quickly they'll get back in the game of life. It's amazing how quickly they'll start to listen to what you say about God and about Jesus because they see the example. They see the fact that you haven't given in to abusive pasts, that you haven't given in to issues like anxiety and depression and stress or performance or overwork, that somehow your life makes sense and it's visibly obvious that your freedom has become the example of Jesus in your life. Why did Paul write Philippians? To let everybody know that one of the greatest living testimonies that Jesus is real, that he died and rose from the grave, is not just the words on the page, but the words on your life lived out every single day in your circles of influence with friends and family. When people say, what is different about you? Just following the example of Jesus. Come on, if you're thankful for the example of Jesus, let's give him some thanks real quick. And we're going to close right here. Philippians 2, 3 through 5, it says this, Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others in your relationships with one another. Have the same mindset as Jesus. There is one mandate for our life. Follow the example of Jesus. The verse goes on to say, Who did not consider equality with God as an excuse or a reason to lord it over everybody but gave up, his, gave up his position in heaven to come down to earth to serve and be the example of God's love here on earth. Practical number one, it's time to let go. Number two, it's time to let go and let God. Number three, it's time to reach again. 
It's time to do something with your life. It's time to go to growth track next week finally. It's time to invite someone to church. It's time to pray for someone when they're just talking about how life is horrible in front of you. To say, hey, let me just take a second and pray for you. Because when you begin to realize it's not about saying the right thing, it's not about doing all the right things or figuring out the correct ways, but just reaching again. Because there's people who are hurting and broken and are far from God. I was there, and I took a kid in my sixth grade class to say, hey, Ryan, you're a pretty angry guy. <laughs> Why don't you come to church with me? I think you'll find what you're looking for. And I did. 20 years later, actually more than that now, uh, <laughs> here I am. I could never do this on my own. I had to let go and let God, but I'm telling you, every day it's a choice to reach again. At the tables when you leave, there are these little there is always hope bracelets, and we have a bunch of them for two reasons. Number one, we want to remind you of that, and people wear them. But what I've loved that a lot of our people have been telling us is that people see it on their wrist, and they say, oh, man, I needed that today. I needed to know there is always hope. And what people at our church have been doing is saying, oh, here, you know, just take it. Let this remind you that. And they tell them, and again, hope for us, we know Hope has a name, and that name is Jesus, and I'll be praying for you. Come to church with me one day. And they just hand it to him. Take some today. Reach again. Lean in, and you'll be able to see what God does in and through your life. Let's finish up with our last two clips here. I got the radio on. Get me eyes on that target, Bob. Stand by, Matt. Come on, Bob, come on. Stand by. I've got it captured. Target acquired. Bob's away. <laughs> That's miracle number one. Derek, we're running out of time. Come on, bad boy, get it on the line. There's no time. I'm dropping blinds. Oh, sir, I got this. I got no time. this. Pull away. Bombs away. Bombs away. Bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. Miracle number two. Now they're in Coffin Corner. We're not out of this yet. Here it comes.
to his head. Dagger two, come in. Dagger two, do you copy? Dagger two, come in. I'm good. You all right? What are you doing here? What am I doing you here? You I took that missile so you could be down here with me. You should be back on the carrier by now. I saved your life. I saved your life. That's the whole point. What were you even thinking? You told me not to think. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. So what's the plan? I got the radio on. Outstanding. Get us in touch with the boat. Copy that. Where's this guy? He's on our nose. We're out of ammo. Smoke in the air. Boost your flares. That was close. We're out of flares, Mav! He's already on us! Ah, this is not good! We took another hit! No, 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 no! Much more of this! We can't outrun this guy. We gotta eject. What? We need altitude. Pull the ejection handles the second I tell you. Booster, there's no other way. Eject, eject, eject! Rooster, pull the handle, eject! It's not working!
Thank you for saving my life. That's what my dad would have done. Oh, come on, somebody, give it up, give it up for the good ending of that. Come on, let's stand up as we close today. Here's the last point for you. It's time for us to reach out again, and here's how we do it. It's understanding that we have been found in Jesus, so found people find people. And we've been freed in Jesus, so freed people free people. That's the belief today. And as we stand to our feet today and close, I want you to know you gotta let go of whatever you're holding on to. Because that, that cheering, that celebration, not to get too cheesy with you, but that's what happens in heaven every time someone says yes to the name of Jesus. Because we are in a war, we're in a battle, and we are called to help those around us see that they can get past their past. They can let go, and they can let God. I'm going to invite the prayer team up to our prayer tables today. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? What I love about this movie is all throughout it, you see people getting past their past to simply help one another. But I want to speak that over you today as we close, and we got popsicles for everybody outside and a bounce house for the kids because we know it's a hot one. But today, I want to speak that over, to, over you. You've been found by Jesus so you can help find others. And you've been freed by Jesus so you can free others. So here's what I want you to do with every head bowed and every eye closed. Number one, today, if you need prayer, don't leave this room, whether it's to say yes to Jesus, whether it's something you're going through. Come to the prayer tables today. Take that step, that next step in your faith. But here's what I want you to do. I want everyone just to hold their hand out in front of them with your eyes closed and just begin to clench your fist and imagine that whatever that thing is from your past, you're holding on to. It's that label that someone gave you, that identity you've been living with, that past mistake or failure or loss that you just can't get past. That thing the enemy loves to remind you of or that thing you feel when you look in the mirror Maybe it's even currently that you feel like you're not who you're supposed to be. Or you're putting on some persona for all these people around you and you feel like you're living a fake life. I want you to grab a hold of that thing tight. I want you to realize it's there. And remember, we just want to take a moment today, wherever you're at, just confess it to the Lord. God, here's what I'm holding on to. Here's what's keeping me trapped. Here's what's keeping me in pain. Here's what's keeping me in prison. I want to release it today. So as I pray for you, whenever you feel God speak to you, whenever you feel like you're ready to let it go, just open your fist and let that painful thing that you're holding on to be a posture of surrender. God, I'm so thankful that you are a God who has never left us, never forgotten about us, and a God that doesn't leave us to our own. God, you're with us today. And whether we're here in person or watching online, you want to bring us freedom. So, Father, I pray as we begin to let go and let you move in our life. God, as we continue to let go and let God, you be God in our life, we trust you and we open our fists to you and offer those things back to you so that we don't have to be trapped by them anymore. That we can get past our past and live free and live forgiven and live encouraged with the hope that you have for us. God, I pray that every single person in this room would feel a weight lifted off their back, would feel a burden lifted from their spirit, and know that Jesus has carried it for them and that they are forgiven and set free and they can let go of that pain, let go of that past and lay it at your feet forever and never pick it back up again. And that we would be found so we can find people. That we would be freed so that we can help others find the freedom that we have. And God, we know that you are with us and help us never forget our mission 
to bring those who feel lost and far from you into a hope-filled and life-giving relationship with Jesus. I love that last line. Jesus, thanks for saving my life because it's what our Heavenly Father not only would have done, but does every day. We thank you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, give me one big shout of praise today. What a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Local City Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow it to go deeply into your heart. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Local City Church. Your generosity makes this podcast possible and creates life change for so many people. You can be a part of spreading this message by going to localcity.church give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this message with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Have a great day.